Well, hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hi there. We've just gotten over the uh, 9-11 of Eat This Hot Show, and <laughs> we're feeling refreshed psychically. I've, I've gotten rid of my negativity, my anger, my anger that mm. will lead me to go to prison one day. It's just be... a vicious circle, Reagan's Fox. It's it a is. vicious it's a circle, vicious isn't it? cycle of abuse. Yes. I'm taking and I, pills And still. I ate it. I ate it. I ate the whole thing. My name is Reagan Fox, and I am the host of Fox in the City, and we have just a, a wonderful rainbow of people who have come onto the show today. From East Radio, Madge Weinstein. Hello, everybody. This is Madge Weinstein. I'm a big, fat lesbian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From Lucky Bitch Radio, the fabulous Wanda Wisdom. Hi there, ladies. I'm Wanda Wisdom, and I'm a, big, I'm a big, fat drag queen. God asleep. damn it. Did we lose her? Fucking whore. I'm God here. Can you talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to call her again. Just Hello, I'm here. Yourselves. Oh, wait, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Falling asleep what? or something. I'm here. Did, what the oh, hell are you my. doing? What I the hit, hell were you doing? I hit the mute button, honey. I'm sorry. Are you, you did binging? what? <laughs> I hit the Boy mute button. Boy, the wisdom is insane. She's food binging. Wanda, do we need an intervention? I'm going to call Carvel and tell them to come over to your house. <laughs> God damn it, Wanda, this is supposed to be our comeback episode. Fudging what? the whale. We have to be professional in this episode. People have already lost faith in us. This is our Mariah Carey comeback. It's the emancipation of Eat This Hot Show. I had Get with Mariah, it, girl. I had I'm Mariah sorry, Carey I was busy Carey. talking to my oh. 12 personalities and eating carrots. <laughs> Hi, Wanda. Hi there, can you hear me now? Yes. yes. I'm yes. sorry, ladies. I was saying I was a big fat drag queen because Madge is a big fat lesbian. I'm a big fat drag queen. I fell asleep. I'm sorry I'm late. I was binging <laughs> on potato chips and ice cream. And I just oh. got finished being at a sober conference. I'm a little spent. Good. Good, good, So you good. come home from being proud of your sobriety only to be a little maybe less proud about your food binging? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. I'm Progress, projecting. Not Meanwhile, I'm waiting for my calamari to come. <laughs> Today free, we have though. a special Sorry. guest co-host named Mark. Mark, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your podcast? Mm, well, I'm uh, the Bicycle Mark, and I'm podcasting tonight, like many a night, from uh, Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And mm. let's see. I Some of you are wondering, what the hell is he doing here? And I'm here because uh, I talk about world events and issues that matter to people, and we are all issue-conscious people. I know that because I, I grew up listening to Eat This Hot Show. And, um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm here today as the, uh, the fourth... Uh, am I a host? I'm a guest. I'm a guest. You're a guest. Are you heterosexual? I am, yes. I find that very, very sexy. That's cool. If I gave you some Rehibinol, if I gave you date rape drug, would you go gay? Wouldn't I have no choice? I, I guess not. I'll give you a Rehibitini. That's a Rehibinol martini. You know, I've been lighter. watching these videos of... Uh, I have these videos, Reagan's Fox. Remind me to send them to you, but I don't know if they're real or not. But they're videos of men being drugged, and then they stick dildos in their habooties. Oh my, that's on video? Yeah, did you want me to send it to you? That's oh, Ashley Simpson's new music video. Are you kidding? Maybe they're actors. I don't think it's real. 
But it's weird because like at the beginning of the video, one of them says, this is a video of so-and-so. He was really mean to me. And then they like, he's got this beer in his hand. And he's like, (laughs) they all have like drinks in their hand, but they're like sprawled out in their panties. No, they're all wearing towels. Right, well, keep hot? an eye out if you if you see me in one of those videos, then you know what happened. Mm-hmm. It's not- videos from Neverland Ranch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Reagan. I'm hijacking the conversation. Were it's we fine. mean enough for it to wonder wisdom? Did we explain how she overslept? Oh no. Were we mean enough? And the eating? Were we mean enough? Or no, because I guess we can. It's not my show. Never mind. <laughs> You're sorry. not gonna. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Okay. Right. <laughs> we are Count going to Wanda, start Count. off by y'all have watched. Um, What's that James Lipton show inside the actor's studio? Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. so James Lipton does this thing at the end of the show. We're going to do it at the beginning of our show where whenever he, he has his celebrity on, he asks a list of questions. And I'm going to do that today with uh, the fabulous Bicycle Mark, the heterosexual, the gay challenged, <laughs> the gay delicious, heterosexual heteroconquest. <laughs> right, right. I want to suck it. Oh, suck my it. God. Reagan, can, you're out of control. <laughs> so I, I think I'm I can handle. I'm the bad boy of do- podcasting. I have anger management issues, and I want to suck it, Bicycle Mark. I'm going to suck it dry. Bone dry. Podcasting. We Let's had a workshop we, uh, for people like you at my conference, honey. Mm, I love it. What'd you say? I said we had a people a, conf- or a workshop at my conference this weekend for people like Reagan. And it wasn't Sucking? so much a, a workshop as it was a bathhouse. Well, okay, you know, um, kind of. I'm sorry. Go ahead, dear. Okay, Mark, first question. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word, Bicycle Mark? Um, I, I, my favorite curse word, um, I'll go with um, fuck. Just okay. plain fuck. Like, fuck me, Reagan Fox? Mm, could be used in that context, yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> love it. Like him, like him. Who is your favorite podcasting celebrity? My favorite podcasting celebrity. Isn't I'm doing that, that thing where you repeat the question. <laughs> Is that an oxy? Um, my favorite podcasting celebrity. I keep repeating that as if, you know, that'll buy me some time. That's strategy and <laughs> in interviewing. I'll take, um, oh, I don't know. Uh, I like, you know, Madge Weinstein is good. Uh, okay, oh, I'm not supposed to name good. somebody who's here. Ugh. No, well, you can. Then, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Well, it's definitely um, not the, the Adam Curry, but... <laughs> If you could be any animal for a day, which one would you be? Holy shit. I would go for uh, one of those zoo animals just to know, like a zebra in the zoo, though, just to know what it's like to live in the zoo and to find out finally if really these animals can ever be happy or is it pure bullshit and are they absolutely miserable? Um, Yeah, because I'm curious. insightful answer answer. i love that i love now if you were to have sex with an animal which one would you pick (laughs) i would i would like it to be a gentle animal um fluffy hold on i'm working on this um but is he a human having sex with an animal or is he the zebra he's a human no no he's a human having sex with an animal it's very bestiality sex crap am i a top or a bottom uh whichever one you want Okay. Well, for um, Reagan, you'd have to be a top, so... Yeah. Even with animals? Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Um, <laughs> well, I better be careful, right? I better go with something small, because, uh, you know... Because you have a small dick? You don't have a small dick. If you say a horse, and no, I'm a bottom... you're the top. You're the oh, top. Oh, I'm the top. Oh, I'm the top, yeah. then who cares? <laughs> right. 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just take, you know, the horse. The horse is a very strong animal. That, that oh, good God. Is, am horse? I asking for trouble? <laughs> <laughs> I bet Mark, Mark likes to date black women. <laughs> mm. Bicycle Mark. Mm. Yes. <laughs> nay, nay. So lonely. I made it I'm, a little, I'm a little bit aroused. <laughs> okay, what's the most amount of times you've jerked off in a single day? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, uh, can I ask that question to everybody else as well? Um, but uh, I'll, I'll, I don't know, five? God, and did you like ejaculate each time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's the point of... Uh, well, I, I suppose you can get interrupted, but no, yeah, uh, five. Oh my God, my mouth is watering. I feel like I'm watching an Outback Steakhouse commercial. Okay, Matt and I think uh, Can I add to that answer? I actually oh, went out and functioned. Oh, you can add as much functioned. as you want to that answer. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my God, Well, Reagan's it started off, I dimmed, the, I dimmed the lights and I closed the shades. Um, no, but actually, I just wanted to add that I actually went out and I functioned as a human being uh, on that day. Because some people would just stay home. Holy some mackerel. people okay, that's are... It. T- oh, God. So I just want to know I just want to know how. Like, how you get the... Uh, oh, jeez. I I, never mind. Move on. Mm, so delicious. Mac or PC? Mac. Okay. Pick one yeah. to fuck, one to marry, and one to kill. <laughs> oh, God. This is so important. Reagan? Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead again. Are, are you taking notes? Are you taking notes? I'm ready. Okay, one to fuck, one to marry, and one to kill. Reagan, Wanda, uh, uh, Madge. <laughs> Think very carefully. Darling. Oh my god. Kill. Kill. That's the hardest one. <laughs> can it be all three? Um, it could be process of elimination. You can, you know. I'm going to kill Reagan because oh. just. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure many listeners will be happy with that answer. I'm sure there are people cheering in their offices right now. It's a cycle. It's just it's self defense. It's just self-defense because I'm in the hot seat. So um, it could have been anybody. <laughs> um, I uh, I don't know enough about um, Wanda, so um, I may as well fuck somebody I don't know enough about. Oh, thank oh, God it's about Wait time. a minute. Wait a minute. I hope this Finally, is Wanda can get laid. Finally. <laughs> and, uh, and I'd marry Madge because we'd have, you know, plenty of food, and I'm always worried about not eating enough. <laughs> but you're a vegetarian. I don't know if we can live live together that way. Well, I just scrape the meat off into a plate and you can have it. I'm going to bring home one of those big gyros, you know, racks that you see at the gyros store, you know, with those Holy big shit. spindles, and I'm going to eat it like corn on the cob in front of you. The and ones by the they time keep, I get they... done with that, I'm going to bludgeon you with it. I'm going to bludgeon <laughs> you with the gyros stick, we... and by then you'll not be a vegetarian anymore. We call I'm already regretting my, my decision to marry Madge. <laughs> okay, next question. Mm. What's your favorite way to prepare potatoes? <laughs> you know, as if it wasn't enough. <laughs> Good um, I like to roast my potatoes with mm. uh, a little bit of tomato, uh, like tomato next to it, and a little onion, and uh, some oregano, and uh, yeah, just roast them. Olive oil, of course. So you like a spicy potato? Um, I like a spicy (laughs) potato, yes. I am the the Portuguese, so Mm. we like potatoes. Are you cut? That's not one of the questions on my list, I'm just wondering. (laughs) That's not... Am I I cut? Um, I'm uh, What am I? Do you have have foreskin? What? Do you have foreskin? 
Oh, oh, uh, you know what? I was thinking of um, six pack and, and okay, never mind. Um, oh. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, my food's yes, here. Go uh, ahead, just ignore okay. me. Okay, that's my delicious. Food. That's delicious. I like to pull that back with my teeth. Uh, what hey. do you want inscribed on your tombstone? On my tombstone, holy sh! Extra pepperoni. <laughs> Wendell, what? What? Oh, are we getting food? I want the Chicago pizza guy on this show. Can I point out that Madge is getting pizza? <laughs> I'm very jealous. Is he clean? <laughs> Invite him to the show. I was eating my, getting my free food, generally. Getting my free food. Why is free, free food? We Jews like our food free, don't we, Reagan? We do. Reagan doesn't so eat. If you order online, you can get food for free. Okay, what do you Where want on your, inscribed on your tombstone by Sicklemark? Oh, oh, shit. Um... I, I'll take like a slogan from uh, from like Joe Hill, great labor organizer uh, from the 1910-1920 era who was gunned down by a firing squad in Utah for uh, organizing, basically. And he said uh, before he died, and I would use it on my tombstone, don't mourn, organize, which is oh, a cool like slogan. That. If the year is 1930, but nowadays nobody knows what the fuck that means. So, yeah, actually, you know, this is really good for our listeners to hear right now. Don't mourn, organize. Right, but the thing is, nobody knows what that means anymore. <laughs> well, for okay. Reagan, it could mean you know you might want to uh, turn the lights out when you're inside your apartment, so nobody knows you're home. Right. Exactly, <laughs> totally. Okay, now the last question: What's worst? Worst? What's worse? Podcast, podcasting flame wars, blog flame wars, or flame wars <laughs> instigated by flamers? <laughs> from from what I've observed and in my short life, um, flame wars started by flamers. Okay, good. They, good. They are bitter. So. They're some bitter queens. God, bitter. this calamari is so good. It's like I've never had it like this. It's it's like um, wood roasted, like you know what I mean, like wood roast. What do you call that? Roasted, uh, like smoked, wood- not smoked. It's roasted, but it's got the hickory flavor. It's so good, Wanda Wisdom. Is it fried? No, it's not fried. It's grilled, but it's grilled like it's barbecued. Like on these, it has that wood, that chicory taste, or do whatever give, it is. Do they give you some kind of? Makes dip? me so. Mm-hmm, there's a nice tomato sauce. Oh, ranch. Makes me jealous of, of the United States. We don't have that kind of fancy stuff in Europe. Well, Are yeah, but you get health insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get health insurance. We get good food and ranch. Ranch mm. dressing. Hey, how do you make a sorority girl suck your dick? <laughs> oh, is this for uh, me? Dip it in ranch dressing. <laughs> Only sorority girls? Wanda Wisdom loves girl? ranch dressing. She loves it. Okay, we're going to move on to hot topics. And in this segment, basically, each of the girls here and Mark and Mark. Hello. We're going to share a hot topic, something that's come up in the news or in our personal lives. And we're going to discuss it. It should be somewhat controversial and sexy and uncut. So, Madge, why don't you start us off? Oh, okay. Well, this just happened to me today. I was having a hard time because, you know, and especially since Mark and I always talk about the same sort of issues, I thought... I'll go a little OT, off topic. Um, when I was trying to maneuver my cunt tap around so that I could call Mark using the Skype earlier, I uh, stubbed my toe on my tripod, and it hurt. So my hot topic is, why the hell does it hurt so goddamn much when you stub your fucking toe? 
It hurts more than anything. And I've suffered a lot of pain. I'm an old lesbian. I rode on a uh, weather balloon with Ethel Merman over the one of the first Lilith fairs. Fell out of it. No, a weather balloon. And I've been Mm. through a lot, but why does it hurt so much to stub your toe? What is the evolutionary purpose of that? I don't understand it. I can give you some advice to where it won't hurt so bad. Yeah? If you cut your toenails more more than, like, once every decade, it won't hurt quite as bad. I cut my toenails at least once a month, whore. (laughs) I wouldn't suggest shoes. That's I a good suggestion. Thinks, I think it's um, a sort of showing what's going to happen in the future in terms of evolution, and I think toes are the next thing to go, especially that little toe. <laughs> so you may as well just chop the fucking thing off and advance human. Get one of those wheelchairs, <laughs> like those those um, scooters that people have. Hover by around. The, yeah. By the way, that brings something. Since my my issue was easily resolved, I want to mention somebody sent my friend Terry. The abortion rights person sent clipped me an article from the Sun Times yesterday. I swear to God, that the reason those twenty five people died in um, oh in that overturned boat, what was it, Massachusetts or uh-huh. um, at New York, New York State, New yep. York, it, they were overweight. <laughs> they were too fat. It was oh. this calm day. I swear to you, it was. Well, a they calm were also day. really old. They were like nine hundred years old. Yeah, but nine hundred pounds too. So they they figured there was this article was about how the Coast Guard needs to update its weight limits because it's based on when people weighed on average one hundred and fifty. Now it's I like five hundred. I think God just hated them, basically. And that's it. I think Madge and I better be very careful if we ever go on a cruise. We'll, we'll just stay on opposite sides of the boat. <laughs> we'll do jumping jacks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. So funny. Okay, uh, Wanda. Wanda, Wanda, do you have a hot topic? Yes, I do have a hot topic, believe it or not. Even though I was sleeping, you know, I've been watching this Broadway, uh, anyway, the history of Broadway. Uh, that was part of my binge. But um, back to the topic at hand. My hot topic has to do with, I heard this argument by what you'd call, for all intents and purposes, a Christian fundamentalist. And mm-hmm. uh, this individual says, or makes the argument that the reason we have such high budget deficits right now in the United States is because of all the people that have been aborted. (laughs) Whoa. Can you repeat that? (laughs) And that if you added up all of the tax revenue from the aborted fetuses, we would would not be in such dire financial shape. Yeah, but so what about I mean, all the money, money we got from? What about all the money we got from making shampoo out of those fetuses? That's a big economy. Oh, right good there. lord! <laughs> and this, believe it or not, this was such. Now, this is what really chaps. We can discuss this in a moment, but I just would also like to point out that this argument was uh, sort of mentioned on legitimate, what you and I would consider legitimate media, and it was not in the context of a joke. So it kind of concerns me that the media would actually report something like that, but because it's not news, it's just... What channel was it? Retardedness. But anyway, discuss. What channel channel was was it, Wanda? What channel? Uh, This was the uh, NPRs. Wow. Oh. I would like to see a chart. Sorry. Go ahead. I think it 
be great if we could find a way to turn aborted fetuses into gasoline. <laughs> oh, oh, biodiesel. Call Adam's curry. He's all Biojuice? <laughs> I love it. We could have a new hybrid vehicle. Biojuice. <laughs> We're going wow. to hell. <laughs> it is, though. Seriously. But that's what Adam Curry is working on. Biodiesel. You can you, shit in the tank. Oh. I swear to God. It's real. I would it's work fear. from home and just make babies. Well, you could have abortions all day. Well, that kind of goes into the, you know, abortion's been a hot topic in the news, because then you had Bill Bennett open his flat, fat trap, so, you know, it's just been abortion, 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 but I was so concerned that, like, NPR would, you know, even if, if it, you know, it's certainly, it just, to me, smacked of, um, what's that word, you know, just sort of freaking people out with crazy news, it had no value Sensationalism. you can, you know, you can open up a tabloid and see, you know, retarded people talking, but kind of bothered me that you know npr would make it a news story yeah what the fuck is that about Hmm. well that's sort of why i don't really like cutesy news right you know i don't really care for news about like oh guess what this stupid thing is guess what happened in arkansas somebody sat on a fish and it went all the way up and came out their mouth haha isn't that funny because I think yeah. that's fine when there's no news, but unfortunately, there's a lot of real news that isn't getting covered because of this nonsense. Exactly. Yeah, that and entertainment news. Right. We are so such an I mean, this is kind of an obvious statement, but we're such an ethnocentric culture. I was watching the UTOU football game yesterday, and hmm. not once did they break into that football game to talk about the earthquake that killed at least 18,000 people so far. That's As we record, pe- people are listening going, what earthquake? Where? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? That's my, that's, I'm sure that's my they, hot they topic eat, issue. <laughs> they, they eat this hot show uh, breakup got more national media attention than the fucking earthquake. What breakup? <sighs> you know how we lost our destiny's child. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well oh. and let them well, lead we are gonna, the way. We are going to start the telethon, right? I mean, for the earthquake right here? Yeah, we should start a telethon. We're, we're taking auditions for uh, phone call answers at Eat This Hot Show. How can, how can I involve food in this? I know. I'll eat until, it's, until uh, the earthquake is cured. Eat-a-thon? <laughs> I'll eat yeah, he, he blows. You know what you could do is you could shit inside the fault line of major uh, fault lines throughout the world, Madge. You and I both, we could go on a campaign, a tour, and shit inside of these fault lines to sort of, uh, you know, make them more sturdy so that, you know, the poor people of the world don't get fucked every time there's an earthquake. And you'll call it the Wanda and Madge full of shit tour. Or eating shit. Eating shit. Pooping across the world. This- have you seen this documentary, the the Yes Men, um, yes. where yes. where they actually bring to like a couple of uh, I think it was a university class, but they also proposed it to like the World Bank. I think they posed as uh, IMF people uh, that they had a plan for recycling people's shit to make burgers to sell in the third world because <sighs> that's a good use of resources and it could make some money. <laughs> and they had the documentary. That was great, Mark. I just wa- you sent it to me several months ago, but I would just watched it last week. Is that true, or is that a whole mockumentary? Is that true? It it's true. And those guys own uh, George W. Bush dot com, or and you know White House dot org. Oh, they're the ones you that do White House dot gov, 
or yeah. whatever. Or white, yeah. The spoof. And it's real. Those people are real. Yeah, what happened was, originally, they had whitehouse.org, and, mm-hmm. like, a lot of lazy-ass reporters, something we're going to be talking about for a while, you and I and a lot of other good mm-hmm. podcasters, um, you know, lazy reporters that don't check up on what the hell they're doing and don't do a thorough job saw that they were whitehouse.org and emailed them a question as if they were the White House. And then this kept happening. They were called to show up to interviews and things like that. And then they got um, WTO.org. And again, reporters were really calling them like they were the real WTO to conferences. So they decided they should go and make a fucking mockery that was so hard to believe to see how far they could take it. And that's when they dressed up in that penis uniform thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> and then see the people, but the people so tried good. to be so accepting of them that they just kept quiet and they, they clapped at the end. They were very polite, like all over the world whenever they went to a conference. Um, yeah, that was in Finland. For anybody who wants to know, that's the Yes Men. That was the name of the documentary. They went to Finland and they had this giant penis suit that uh, supposedly you were going to be able to control your offshore workers by a <laughs> prosthesis in the shape of a giant, uh, you know, phallus. And it would have a little video <laughs> camera and you could see your little sweatshop laborers tootling along. And the people in the audience were like, oh, it's kind of crazy, but, you know, yeah. sure, what the hell? And the premise was so that you can exercise. Do your daily workout while you supervise your your tw- child laborers in China mm-hmm. at minimal cost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to my hot topic. I was eating at a Mexican food restaurant this weekend because I went to Tucson Gay Pride, <laughs> which was not pretty. Not pretty. Why? Why wasn't it pretty? Because there were just not pretty people. And it was so clearly organized by lesbians. I was on the phone with Match last night. We were talking about this. Okay, you walk into Pride, and you have to show... Or no, no, no. You have to pay $7 to get in. They don't check your ID there. You have to go to a separate booth across the park, show somebody your ID who gives you a bracelet. Then you go to a separate booth and purchase drink tickets. And then you take your drink tickets and you go up to the beer booth and give you give them your drink tickets and then they ask to see your ID again. How lesbianic is that? I don't know. Are lesbians unorganized? I always thought they were handy. No. Lesbians are always are always anal retentive. They're very rule oriented. Yeah. It's very soup hmm. Nazi episode of Seinfeld to do that. And I was very upset by the time I got my mirror. Very, very upset. But that's neither here nor there. Before we went to Pride, we went to this Mexican food restaurant. And we had the whitest woman on the planet. Her name was Trudy. And she waited on us. And Trudy uh, was 60 years old because she told us her life story. Because I mm-hmm. love it when servers do that when I'm trying to eat. And she was just done up in this big time authentic authentic mexican garb so she had one of those black off the shoulder shirts with ruffles very mexican oh, yeah. very spicy and a scrunchie huh did she have a scrunchie a spreadsheet a scrunchie a scrunchie, a scrunchie. yeah i think she did actually <laughs> i think she did yeah um so she is talking to the busboy jose and she says, Jose, um, he needs an extra plate. And then she kind of remembered that he speaks Spanish and not English. So that she stopped and then she got really annoyed by having to 
come up with fake Spanish to talk. Oh, Jose, uh, Plato, Rapido, <laughs> and then and she's like completely talking down to him. And then later on in the meal, she wanted him to get us to go boxes. So she's like, Jose, box, box, Jose, boxo, to go boxo. Oh so I was having a conversation with my gal pals that I was eating with, and we got into kind of a debate about. Is it her responsibility to learn some basic words in Spanish and not talk down to this guy like he's an idiot just because he can't talk English? Or is it his responsibility to learn English? Mind you, at a Mexican food restaurant, part of the experience that they're selling is the Mexican experience. Well, first of all, they're probably not, it's not a genuine Mexican experience, probably. So her Spanish was probably equivalent to the uh, Mexican experience, you know, offered by the restaurant. If it was, unless it was, you know, I mean, was there like mariachi music playing? And well, keep it, keep in mind that this restaurant is in Tucson, so it's about an hour away from the Mexico border. Oh, okay. Reagan, did he have a small penis? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell by the taste of it. What does a lesbian care about small penises? <laughs> you know why, uh, Wanda Wisdom. How many times do I have to tell you I'm a lesbian sociologist? I'm like the Margaret Mead, but for, but for penises. What does Bicycle Mark think? Well, I'm wondering if the Margaret Mead of, um, of uh, homosexuals uses high-quality cameras uh, and things like that for her research. Um, but otherwise, I think that the... Uh, the no, they shouldn't be obligated to learn... Uh, any language they should just be able to speak the language they speak <laughs> i get so tired of that whole call in the, in a lot of countries even here where i live in the netherlands with people like oh you have to learn the language learn the language and i'm just like yeah okay i learned the language but i you know i shouldn't be forced by like gunpoint or government uh, obligation i'm just like you know what everybody should just learn spanish <laughs> i take the other road Does that make any sense yeah what do y'all well, think ladies it's very it's very nazi very fascist to require people to speak the same language you know it's very you know people will do that a lot of these people that wear the flag on their goddamn ass and these are the same people who are by doing this contradicting the meaning of what it was originally supposed to be this country excuse me sorry oh my god I'm eating it's enough is to, it's enough effort to breathe when i'm inhaling this chicken salad now because i'm on the second course <laughs> but so i guess what i'm saying is um it's just discuss- it's very fascist to insist people have to learn the language mm-hmm. um, and, yeah. and but secondly i would i what I want to say is I would have kicked her in the pussy this bitch she's just trying to humiliate the guy it has nothing to do with language she's just a big fat yeah. cunt and I yeah. would have kicked yeah. her in the vagina yeah yeah Fuck Wanda. Her. yeah I don't know I mean I think i you know I lived in uh, Houston that's kind of where I went to high school and I had my first job and I worked in a Filipino bakery and um, there were a lot of Hispanic people that worked in the kitchen and a lot of the customers were from other countries because it was in the mall which was you know a language to its own and uh, you know I mean if I I don't know it's just like how easy do you want your life to be how you know do you want to have reason to get like pissed off all the time or do you want to just sort of uh, you know um I don't know. It just doesn't seem like an issue to me. I went to Japan, and I figured I might as well learn Japanese. If I'm going to be around where a lot of Spanish people are speaking Spanish or Hispanic people are speaking Spanish, I might want to learn the language. Otherwise, I'm going to be pissed off all the time because I'm not going to know that they're calling me a fat drag queen. (laughs) I think it's a a total... 
scapegoat issue. Never. <laughs> okay, Mark, do you have a hot topic? Oh, my hot topic uh, was going to be uh, the value of human life in the world. Uh, I was going to drag everybody down, but we already kind of talked about it with the, um, you know, 30,000, 20,000. I mean, the number's going to keep going up of how many people in Pakistan and India are killed, and you can't find it in the press, but we already kind of brought this up. And I just find it annoying. Um, And I understand, like, some news is all about, like, being local, and if it's in the United States, then obviously it, it kind of comes first in terms of people's proximity there's a thing called proximity factor in media but still i just think it's bullshit i think it's just such a double standard and eh. well what is what is the proximity factor explain that concept to me the proximity factor which is not necessarily true but it does happen in old media uh, or msm mainstream media uh is simply that if a story is nearby to your community so mm-hmm. you know new york if if it's a story that happens somewhere in the new york area it will come or get priority or come first in the news report uh and then everything goes backwards from there so if a story takes place outside the country it definitely takes a back seat and if it takes a place in a country that is really like obscure or just not in you know close by or even in terms of trade then it's just totally left like way behind or just ignored yeah the only addendum that i would make to that is ideological proximity um because i think of the 500 women 500 plus women who have gone missing in the city of juarez and that's mexico so when it comes to Mm -hmm. proximity these are uh, that's a really close city especially right. to border states, yet we don't hear anything about them in the media, really. In right. What are you talking about, Reagan? I've never, I don't even know what you're talking about. You've never heard of the missing women of Juarez before? No. Okay, Me I had either, a really actually. interesting conversation with uh, my friend Prince, spelled P-R-I-N-T-S, last night at 4 o'clock in the morning as we were looking at the Tucson stars. Uh-oh. And, no, it wasn't like that. Oh. Uh, there was no BJ involved. Um... But we started talking about NAFTA, and he is very pro-globalization, and I was talking about some of the harms of globalization, specifically NAFTA. And um, basically what happened is you have all these maquiadoras on the sister cities that border United States and Mexico. And those I'm sorry, what was that? I don't, I don't know that word. I'm sorry. They're just factories, basically, mm-hmm. that that came about as a result of NAFTA. And it put all these women to work, uh, all these young women, and it gave them a living wage, which they didn't have before. So in a lot of ways, it was really fantastic. However, in Juarez, a lot of the women who worked in the Maquiadora would have their schedules shifted around at last minute. And they would like all of a sudden have to work really late nights and then they would go missing and basically it's hundreds of women in Juarez that have gone missing that generally fit the same profile the same demographic profile they have like shoulder length or longer hair they're late teens to 20s they find bodies and the bone DNA doesn't match the clothing so what they're doing is they're switching clothes they're putting, you know, the clothes of one woman onto the corpse of another. And because it's Mexico, it's kind of hard. I mean, they don't have, like, the access to DNA testing the way American families have it. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really, really fucked up. And if this was happening in America, in a city in America, if it was happening in Denton, Texas, then right. 
we would definitely do something about it. But we don't even hear how about many it. I mean, we freak out over how many people? Mm-hmm. Uh, like five hundred, five hundred plus. Yeah. Well, what are they doing mm-hmm. with the? Are, are they taking the organ organs out of the body or something? What are they doing? I mean, what's there's got to no, be. Well, I, I saw a uh, documentary on it, and the hypothesis that the documentarian made was, and mind you, if you try to do too much digging into the story, then the Mexican government freaks out and will do stuff, you know, and organize crime there. You know, you'll have your life threatened and stuff like that so the hypothesis was that because a lot of the girls had their pictures taken at the macchiadora and saying hey you know you're making jeans and we want to send your picture so you can model the jeans that you're making so the hypothesis that is that they send the pictures over to these ranchers in texas and the ranchers um are paying money or you know whatever to buy the girls and then they're hunting the women like they're prey because a lot of the bodies that haven't decomposed really badly have upside down V's marked in their back kind of like they were branded oh my god so, so they think that they're hunting the women and the thing with NAFTA is that of course the Mexican government doesn't want to do anything about it because if there is a tie to the United States and it's like Texas ranchers doing it then they risk all the benefits of the macchiadora. Hmm. It's like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's yeah, just, isn't that fucked up? It's and just the, so the bizarre. That, None of it makes any sense. I mean, it's unfathomable that people would hunt human beings. Yeah. Isn't it? And, I mean, yeah. does, and, I don't get it. And in, in fact, for listeners, because everybody who I tell the story to is immediately fascinated by it just because it's such a fucked up story, go to Google or Yahoo and type in Women of Juarez, and there are websites that are dedicated to all the women who have gone missing in the city. There have been documentaries made about it. I really encourage you to yeah, inform. Will. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. And just going back to the reporting habits, um, the, the thing is this whole proximity effect, and you've just pointed out a big hole, well, not a hole, but a, an addendum to that. Um, originally, this was true because, you know, back in the day, we didn't have, well, the internet and you had correspondence maybe in, you know, the closer to your headquarters as a, as a media, you had correspondence more nearby, more readily available, and outside of that, your area or the country, you had even less. But now, that's it's such a bullshit excuse, And uh, but people still sort of operate and accept that from their, you know, news channel. It's just like, well, mm-hmm. of course you know uh, i want american news and uh mm-hmm. you know that's that's what they report best but it's like eh, it's not an excuse anymore really you could have anybody anywhere you could report on anything language is not a barrier travel is not a barrier it's totally. not a bullshit <clears throat> they tried to kidnap wanda but wanda ate them exactly you know i mean and i shat <laughs> well, them out more that like her there you know what i was thinking it's kind of i i had this thought about this topic when uh you know, of course, all of the tragedy that was happening in the United States was, you know, for obvious reasons, big news. I'm talking about the hurricanes, Katrina and Rita. But during, uh, if you'll remember, there was a stampede in, uh, I- it was in Iraq, correct? Yes, Iraq. Yeah, yep. And a thousand people, in a, you know, in a, in a very short period of time, were dead. Just right. dead. Yeah. And the because they were psyched out, to, they were afraid of terrorism, some some bizarre terrorist fear that had been instilled. Yeah, so it wasn't, you know, first uh, you had just the, the, the fact that it was a thousand people is newsworthy in and of itself. 
And then you have the fact that it was based on terrorism and the fact that it was in Iraq and it, it was it was primarily the result of us being there in the very first place. I mean, you can't, you know, whatever. Um, but the yeah. the, um, the level of news coverage that that story got when it happened, yeah, I can understand that, you know, news directors or people making the decision probably went with the Katrina stuff, but uh, at the same time, you know, it, it just was unconscionable to me that that many people would die <coughs> and get such yeah. little coverage or sort of introspection in the media. I mean, I guess that shouldn't surprise me, but that 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 whole sort of concept really, uh, you know, it's much more, I think, maybe about cultural proximity or, or even, you know, in a sad way, financial proximity. Hmm. Yeah. Well, can I read a paragraph? I was researching this Women of Juarez thing. The young women from rural villages, most between the ages of 16 and 24 and some as young as 11, make up 70% of the Macchiadora workforce. In the time it takes to ride a bus from the countryside to the city, these women are wrenched across hundreds of years of history. They leave behind a world of feudal forms of patriarchy where fathers and brothers and husbands are lords and masters, where women lived in forced docility and obedience to men, and they are thrown into the world of modern capitalism where sexual harassment and spousal rape are legally ignored and socially sanctioned, where employers interrogate them about their sexual practices, require them to show bloody tampons, with three consecutive months to prove that they're not pregnant, allow only five minutes for bathroom breaks, ten minutes for breakfast, and a half hour for lunch. Hmm. It's yeah, horrifying. NAFTA, NAFTA was supposed to be a great thing. <laughs> it's absolutely horrifying. Yeah. And it's so close, you know, and, and that's what gets me. It's like when you were bringing up proximity. Right. I, I've always lived in a state that borders Mexico, and the fact that this has been going on since, I think, 94, mm-hmm. it, it's so disturbing to me that none of the local media stations have picked up on this. And I, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't no. get it. And that's why I get so infuriated when I hear about the Natalie Holloway thing. And it's not that my heart doesn't go out to the Holloway family, but it's just, come on, America. How can we be so blatantly selective with who we care well, about? The, the problem goes much deeper. And, and I think, like, <clears throat> this documentary that my Bicycle Mark found, and I posted the part one of four on uh, Insane Films yesterday, which I recommend everybody to watch. It's called um, The Century of the Self. And it, it really delves into this, this issue of Americans being insular. Goes very, it, it's much, much deeper than at least what I first thought it was, because it's not just a matter of oh we're you know here we are we are um, you know we're just selfish people and blah blah blah. It's very it's, it's it has to do with eighty years of propaganda that's been shoved down our throat that we had no idea was getting, and it all comes from these um, these sort of PR these these geniuses that that took PR from Freud and and decided that <laughs> America needs to be turned into these production machines. And then, you know, and at some point, what was in the 70s, I think, you know, <clears throat> America, Americans like the hippies and, those, you know, basically uh, the, the, me, the me generation decided, hey, you know, we'll look at what we're doing. We're buying into all this society, all this capitalism. Let's, let's look inward and see how we can, you know, create our own little world inside ourselves so that we're not part of this social disaster. 
And in doing that, they became these insular beings that don't care about anything. So it's this yeah. paradox where we decided that, you know, we're going to stay outside of all this social crap that's going on in this crazy government and this materialism. So we're going to look inward. And as a result of that, all we care about is ourselves. And it's, it's, it's very complicated, I think. Well, Are you crying, I, Madge? Sorry. What? No, that's okay. I was just going to say that I think, I mean, the form is so, you know, old and tried and true. It's like, okay, we're in a capitalist society, right? What's the bottom line? Money, right? How do we make money? We got crap to sell. How do we get crap to sell? We got people that sell the shit. Or, excuse me, you got to sell the shit. You got people to make the crap. And in order to continue to make the crap, to sell it, to get people money, to make them richer, you got to make sure that the people making the crap don't, you know get all pissed off and 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 that those individuals continue to make the crap without really you know doing much to to see what's going on around them and so consequently we worry about african bees and you know we worry about um white girls in aruba being you know uh, killed Uh, and and it it just makes total sense to me and it's just a it's i think it's a shock even though it makes sense to me, it's just amazing that people just don't point this out on a regular basis. I mean, every time you turn on local news, what do they say? Tune in tonight so you can see what's in your home and what's going to kill you. You know, mm-hmm. it's right. bullshit. People don't see and, what's and going on. And, and oddly, like in the newsrooms, and I, I've been in a newsroom uh, in, in past jobs, like they actually sit around and they think they know what people will and won't like. And they basically decide it right there. They act like they're working as they're, you know, we're servants of the public. But in fact, they're determining what the public wants. You know, it's this weird kind of relationship. Um, and the real genius in all this stuff is that you were talking about, you know, stuff and people buying your stuff is that like uh, like Madge said, in the last 80 years, they've been fine-tuning this process. And the big genius from the 60s and the 70s until now is that they've convinced or they've been so able to make people believe that they have choices and they're individuals and that they're being so unique in their choices by choosing to buy that and this and being interested in that and this. Um, and the g- real genius is making people believe that they're individuals and they're unique. That they have what agency. They choose to buy. Well, it's just like the Army of One campaign, you know? The army of one. Yeah. I mean, what kind of crap is that? Yeah. <laughs> Where you completely sacrifice your identity to go into the military because, right. that, I mean, that's part of the initiation process. That's how right. you uh, become a member of the military. Well, that and anal sex. <laughs> mm. Is that required now? What? 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 Is no. that required in the military? Yes. Yes, it's required. Wow. I've never served, right, obviously. You had to fuck me in the ass to get in the U.S. Marine Corps. You had to go downtown, Bicycle Mark. My cunt stinks. <laughs> okay, so ladies, you have any uh, ladies in Bicycle Mark? Hello. Do y'all have any closing thoughts? Anything you want to close out the show with? I do. I have. Uh, I made a video promo for each of the three of you for your own podcasts. I, when I did some... I got dialed up yesterday and made a few uh, video casts, so I made little promos for each of you. Oh, whatever. Oh, wow. Nice? Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Madge. Thank also, you. I did it for P.W. Fenton. Wow. Did you show Sorry. any uh, areola? Oh, actually, I yes, but that's, that's in the special Adam's Curry one. Adam Curry gets the first ever unveiling of... Um, 
the Mertzes. You actually get to see the Mertzes. And I'm giving it to Adams Curry as an exclusive video comment. But that... Oh, who's vomiting? Who's vomiting? Hey, Madge, I, I had a wonderful marketing campaign for you, dear. When it talks um, in terms of your lips and... Um, they have the, and I know, I don't know if anybody's heard, but they have this thing called the V-string. I won't talk about it at length. Essentially, it's a fake vagina, and you can buy it. And I thought, we need to get the Madge Weinstein self-lubricating V-string for people so that they can wear their favorite podcasting bloated lesbian around their crotch and get fucked well, by I like uh, the idea uh, men's. Bicycle Mark. I saw, the, I, I saw the website, and I'm sorry, I'm talking... I'll shut up. No. But what do I do? No, go ahead. I was just saying that um, I was. They have them in really large sizes. I was going to get the size forty-two and wear it as a, as like a shawl. <laughs> you could keep stuff in it. You could really make it like a purse. Wow. Okay. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. <laughs> you can get more information about Fox in the City at reaganfox.com. Where can people access you? Wanda Wisdom? LuckyBitchRadio.com Madge Weinstein? YeastRadio.com BicycleMark, who wants to kill me? BicycleMark.org And I've changed my mind. I'm not going to kill Reagan. I'll have to do something else. Oh, Orgasm. Mertz me. Mertz me. <laughs> Mertz is... Hey, BicycleMark, can I ask you real, a question quickly? Do you have a special friend? A special friend? No, like I a, don't. You, so you're not seeing a regular woman? <laughs> no. Well, we'll Is have that to important? Work That's on important. That. Okay, everybody, thank you. Yes. Eat this hot show number 11, right? Or 12? No, no it's 12. 12. 12. I think it's 12. 12. Okay. Love 12. you guys. Bye, hey. ladies. Bye, ladies. Good boy. Give me. Stay on the phone, please. Okay. One of us. One of us. One of us.